Hey, I'm Rivka. I'm a health coach and your guide to a more balanced, healthy lifestyle. And I'm Ida, mental health awareness advocate and ADD coach. Welcome to the From the Inside Out podcast. We're mumtrepreneurs and friends who love connecting through meaningful conversations. It all started in an Uber, where we were both inspired by how much we learned from each other's life experiences. We decided then and there to create this platform to invite you to join in our conversation and discover the joy of growth and personal transformation. We'll share the practical and valuable tools, tips, and shortcuts that may have taken us a little longer to learn. Yes, by combining our shared knowledge and expertise and the things that we do to bring more clarity and focus into our lives in mind, body, and soul. Join us in building a strong and supportive network of women who ignite positive change from the inside out. Welcome back, guys. Happy Mother's Day. We are now officially in the top 20% of new podcasts, which is really exciting. I cannot believe it. That's really, I can't believe it. It's very cool. But that goes thanks to all of you for helping make this happen. And we will really work at continuing to do our very best to bring you life-changing insights and lessons that will make your time spent here worthwhile. Yes. And and just to say thank you, and in honor of Mother's Day, we're offering our subscribers a special gift, um, our journal. It's the 21-Day Mental Wealth Challenge Journal that has helped so many people just bridge the gap between where they are, where they want to be, and meet their goals. And it's actually available uh, for purchase on Amazon, but we right here would love to gift it to you. And all you need to do is uh, subscribe to this podcast and send us an email confirming your subscription. And you can email Rifka and Ida at gmail.com. So Rifka, it's with, Rifka an with an H. Send us an email confirming your subscription and we will email you this special gift that we hope you will enjoy. In our previous episode, we spoke with internationally recognized author, psychotherapist and parenting expert, Sarah Hannah Radcliffe, who shared some insightful tips on parenting. Check it out if you haven't listened to it yet. We've got such beautiful feedback. And I feel like I'm already implementing a lot of what she spoke about. You know, she's yeah. saying, I spent 30 or 40 years writing these books and researching, and, and I'm here to tell you, you know, what are the things that are effective and, and how to be the best parent you can be. I know people who have been fans of hers for decades. One thing that really stood out for us in the conversation was the topic of self-care, which I feel like it's everywhere now. It's the self-help industry booming and personal growth being in so many contemporary conversations about how to live healthier and how to live better. And I feel like especially amongst women, and this is just a good opportunity for us to clarify what does self-care look like and have we gone too far in our self-care practices? To answer these questions, we want to hear from you, our listeners. What does self-care mean to you? Where do we draw the line between self-care and self-sacrifice? How much self-care do you think we need to be able to show up for our loved ones, feeling content and energized? We would love to hear your thoughts. Email us these thoughts to the same email address we just shared with you, rifkanita at gmail.com. This is a great opportunity to subscribe. Send us that email. And in that email, you can include some of your thoughts on what self-care means to you. Yeah, we'll share it on a future podcast. We're going to explore this and research. To hear different perspectives on what self-care means because we want to hear from our fellow women and learn from each other. That is the goal. In this episode, we will share seven simple self-care shortcuts that have given us more clarity and focus and help us show up more energized and present throughout the day. And we can all benefit from the software update just to kind of every once in a while figure out what are the tweaks that we need to make to improve our lives in a holistic way through mind, body, and soul. You can choose the one you connect to most. 
Tip number one. Here we go. Sneakers first. Um, you Americans out there, it's sneakers, but I say sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> sneakers. <laughs> Wait, say Almost. that again. Sneakers. Sneakers. <laughs> sneakers first. Put on your sneakers first thing in the morning. This is a simple tip that totally works. The first thing to put on after your PJs and slippers will be your sneakers. Wearing the sneakers will get you moving a little faster and seeing those sneakers on you will actually get you to be more intentional about doing even a 10 to 15 minute workout at home. And I'll just quickly tell you one, you can do three rounds of this, three rounds of 50 jumps. You could do that with a jump rope or jumping jacks. And in between each one, you'll work each part of your body. So you'll do 12 push-ups, 12 squats, 12 lunges, and a plank. A plank is great for turning your stomach and your whole body. And do that for a minute. So do all those in between the jumps. Do three rounds of that, and that takes around 15 minutes, and you got yourself a great workout there. So okay. sneakers on is just an example for you. And just to add to that, I just want to tell you, I've incorporated a foam roller as well. Um, Google foam roller. You can go to Amazon and order one. It's your own personal massage that you're going to give yourself. If you want to see how to use the foam roller on my Instagram, Revive with Rifka, I actually have in my highlights different ways to use the foam roller where you're really stretching out your thighs, your legs, your upper back, your neck. It's really, really amazing. And it does wonders for stretching out your muscles and for relaxation before and after a workout. That's tip number one. Tip number two, phone home. And I love the term phone home because it reminds me of E.T., which is a classic movie that I love, although that phone home has nothing to do with this one. Phone home is about having a home for your phone. And so what what do I mean by that? We often don't realize how much time is wasted using technology and mindlessly scrolling social media because our phones are within reach. And this very interesting piece of research that I saw shows that even if your phone is in your pocket or on the table at dinner time, that will make you less present and attentive. So if you create a phone home, a designated area in your house, could be a, a box or somewhere where you can't see it. Our phones are constructed to have that pull and grab our attention. And sometimes we don't realize it's we're losing so much of the connection that we need, not just that we want, but that we need because of these devices. You know, we're on our phones and we get lost in them. I got a a box, a simple box at Marshall's. Um, Feels like forever ago that I went there, but (laughs) a box, I put it in. So here's what we try for. So we try to put our phones away before dinner until bedtime. In this Marshall's box. Yeah. I actually posted it on social media a while back and like a picture of our phone box. And also I don't charge my phone in my bed anymore, which is also very helpful. Tip number three, food swap. Do you ever feel like you're making that second latte late in the afternoon and it feels great for a moment or two and then you make another coffee? Yes. (laughs) Or you feel a craving for something that won't leave you nourished and energized? This is likely because it's a lot harder to remove something from your diet if you aren't swapping it out with something else. If you drink too many coffees in a day and feel that late afternoon crash, swap it out. Instead of that, I'll give you an idea of a really nice healthy swap. Make a chai latte. It's one cup of almond milk, one date, one teaspoon of cocoa, half a teaspoon of cinnamon, an eighth a teaspoon of cardamom, and an eighth a teaspoon of ginger, and a pinch of nutmeg. Those combination of spices make chai. So you heat the milk. Yeah, it's really yum. And you blend it all up in the blender. And this might take you an extra 30 seconds longer than making your latte, but it will offer you more health benefits for the late afternoon family rush hour, which I think makes it well worth the extra time spent. Plus, it's happiness in a cup. Well, not only are you having a healthy swap for coffee, you're ending your coffee at midday. 
and you'll have a better night's sleep. You'll notice with time. Like that's something that I changed with time. I used to love that afternoon coffee and I wasn't sleeping as well as when I stopped that at midday. It's amazing to see how it makes such a big difference. So that's an example of a healthy food swap. Um, Okay, so let's move on. Tip number four, journal your wins. So this is sort of an offshoot of the gratitude practice that has practical applications that extend beyond just shifting our minds to um, a more positive mindset. So let's think about this for a moment. Okay. What's on your mind at the end of the day before you go to bed? It's normally what we didn't get done or what we still need to do tomorrow, but we haven't done yet. And this can put us in an unbalanced mindset. So instead of thinking about what we haven't done yet, keep a notebook and pen near your bed. And before you go to sleep, write down your wins, write down what you did get done, write down what you did accomplish. And nothing is too insignificant. Everything counts. And the more you focus on your wins, the more wins you're going to have. Love that. Yeah. Back by Um, research. Okay. Tip number five, tea time. I love tea time. (laughs) Enjoy a nice hot cup of herbal tea in the evenings after the kids are in bed. Tea has many antioxidants and can help you feel more relaxed in the evening before bedtime. A cup of tea can even contribute to weight loss. And just holding that warm mug in your hand is soothing and will prevent you from reaching the nush cupboard. Well, it can prevent you from reaching the nush (laughs) cupboard. (laughs) And by the way, wine actually also has antioxidants and a nice glass of wine could be very enjoyable as well. But obviously it is alcohol. It is not a cup of tea and it should be consumed in moderation. I like having a glass of wine a couple times a week, like tea I have every night, wine a couple times, and it makes me laugh. And laughter is good for all of us. Okay. Um, Tip number six is delegate. If there's something that does not have to be done by you, delegate it. Find one thing that you feel your life would be easier if you didn't have that on your plate, if you can kind of take it off your hands, whether it's having a family member clear the table after dinner, or even if it's like TaskRabbit. TaskRabbit is that app where you can order a service. Let's say I need something assembled, cleaned, or organized. It's a really quick and simple way to, to delegate and have someone Never else do that. it. And one thing I hear a lot is if I don't do it, then it won't get done right. To make it easier to figure out what you, what to delegate, make a list of priorities, right? Of all the stuff that you need to get done from most to least important and just pick the bottom one. Just one thing, delegate it if you can. That's actually how my daughter started making her own lunch in first grade. I told her from now on, I'm going to have you make your lunch. I'll be around if you need help reaching something or cutting something. But she started making her lunches and ever since then, she's been making her lunch every day and now I don't make lunches anymore. Hey, we're on to tip number seven. Yeah. Soul care. Last but not least. Yes. When we recognize that there is a higher power and that we have the ability to connect to a spiritual source, that is a powerful way to relieve anxiety. We have an incredible gift in the Tehillim, which is a compilation of King David's words, which are our personal melody. They tell our story and validate the range of human emotions that we have, our thanks and our gratitude, our anxiety and our pain, our successes and our failures, and also our hope that things can turn for the better. I started saying it more recently when I had been hearing about all the people who were getting sick and I felt so helpless not being able to do anything to help them. I had this little pink translated to Hillim that was sitting neatly in my kitchen and I decided to use it and do my part in trying to help heal. Reading the English translation really helped me connect to the words. And my sister, Hannah Herzog, who lives in California, gave this class that I was able to zoom in on, even though she lives in California. She gave it recently on Tehillim. She shared how the Tehillim have all 
our emotions in them, but that Hashem should change a decree isn't our sole virtue of Tehillim. It's not dependent on the result. It's the very act of reciting the words that connect us to something deeper and the reality that we are experiencing, even if we don't see it outright. So it's a powerful way to reach out to something beyond our own personal power. Our great sage Hillel sums this all up. If I am not for myself, you will be. Let's respect ourselves enough to take even a little time for self-care and recognize that it is up to us to determine what we need to do to feel our best. But if I am only for myself, what am I? Be mindful of those that we are responsible for and recognize what we need to do for ourselves so that we're better equipped to take care of others. And if not now, when?